0: One thing we can know about God is God is steadfast, God is faithful, God never fails. And this month, we're going to be looking into the unshakable love of God that He has for His people and that God expects His people also to display to others. Now, I always enjoy looking into Scripture and seeing what it says and seeing what it has to say to us about how to live our lives but'm and i 've discovered this a, a long time ago, but I know it more and more that it 's fun to talk about, especially when you 're in the church, about how to be a a good christian but but here 's the one thing that I am finding so difficult about being a Christian. you know what it is it 's actually putting it into practice now i 'm real good at talking about what you need to do, uh, where I struggle is actually doing what I say that the Bible says that we are supposed to do. And so we're going to be looking at this subject of love. It's easy to talk about, but where the real challenge for us is going to be actually putting it into practice. Now now let me share with you the way that God loves you. Here's what the Bible says concerning this. Romans 5.8 says, While we were yet sinners... Christ died for us. You know, that that is very significant. That is the way that God loves you. And today we're going to be looking into Scripture. We're going to see that God has a calling on your life as well. And that is that you are to be a person who also loves. And so for the rest of the month of February, we're going to be going through First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Now, are you, are you all familiar with First Corinthians thirteen? Uh, 1 Corinthians thirteen is known as the love chapter. Uh, almost every time I do a wedding, I am asked to read this passage of scripture. And whenever you, again, whenever you look at the scripture, like okay, I understand why you would want to read that that passage of scripture, especially whenever you're doing a wedding. But what I want us to get away from whenever we think of love, I don't want you to think of love as being like, it's like some sentimental uh, sentimental love, or it's a love that's about feeling. What we're going to see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, love is about action. And, and we're going to see in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 why love is so important for us. So if you have your Bible, uh, you might want to turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's in the New Testament. And this was a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul. And he wrote it to a group of Christians who were living in this town that was known as Corinth. Now Corinth uh, is in modern day Greece, but it had a temple there. Anybody know, want to know what the temple was dedicated to? It's a temple of Aphrodite. Now if you know anything about your, your Greek gods and goddesses, Aphrodite was the goddess of what? What do you think? The goddess of love. Alright, so this is a town, it's kind of interesting. Paul is writing about love to a group of people who had a temple that was dedicated to love. Now, I'm just sitting here looking back, you know, kind of looking at the scripture thinking, okay, now why in the world would a group of people who have a temple dedicated to love need a chapter in the Bible telling them, why love is so important. I mean, these people, these, are, these people are love experts. I mean, they are people who have a temple that's dedicated to love. But Paul said, let me tell you why love is important. And he had to tell them this because their view of love was very messed up. Uh, just to let you know, the Temple of Aphrodite, if you went there, uh, it had over a 1,000 temple prostitutes that were at the temple. So when they talked about love, they were not talking about biblical love. Uh, they were talking about essential sensual love. And so what had happened is that, unfortunately, that kind, of, that kind of teaching it had drifted into the church. And so Paul, being you know, a good pastor, said, "Yeah, listen, I need to write a letter telling them, straighten them out a little bit about what love really is. And he wanted to share with them why love, real love, biblical love is so important. And some interesting things just sort of popped out in the scriptures I was reading through it. And it's this, Paul starts off by saying, hey, love is important because of this. Love is a reason or one of the driving reasons why God has given us spiritual gifts. So whenever we look at love, what we see is love is to be used for for action, for movement. Uh, If you look in verse number one, Paul wrote, if I speak the languages of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Now that's kind of interesting to me. Paul says you can be a tremendously gifted person, but if you are not a person with love, he says you are a clanging cymbal or you are like a gong now when paul wrote this letter that the christians in this church god really blessed this group of people he gave them a ton of gifts spiritual gifts that they were to be using for really for his service and kingdom Uh, we're told in first corinthians 1 verses 5 through 7 paul wrote by him by god you were enriched in everything in all your speech and knowledge and he said, in this way, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so very simply put, Paul told the Corinthian church, you guys are an incredible group of people. God has blessed you, he's gifted you, but there was a catch in all of this. He said, but you guys are arrogant. If you read through it, they, they, they were using their spiritual gifts, they are saying, hey, God has gifted me in this way, and the gift I've got is better than the gift that you've got. And they, they kind of prided themselves in how they were gifted, and they were using their giftedness for themselves instead of for God's glory. Now, every person in this room who is a believer has been endowed with a spiritual gift that you were to use. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 4 through 6 says, There are different gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God activates each gift in each person. Now, it doesn't take, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that we are not all gifted the same. Uh, Y'all may have noticed that on Sunday mornings, I never lead us in singing, and there is a reason for that, because I ain't no good. I can't sing. I've not been gifted in that way, so we all have different gifts, and so whenever Paul wrote about spiritual gifts, he called the gifts, he, he kind of likened it to being a part of the body of Christ, and so we all have different roles to play. Every person does. You know, physically in the human body, you know, one part of your body is an arm, another part is a leg, another part is an eye. Now, they're different, but I guarantee you, everybody in this room would say every one of those different parts are important. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, again, says there are many parts, yet one body. So that means the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. But even more Those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are necessary. So we're all gifted in different ways, but but because your gift might be different than mine doesn't mean that that your gift is better than mine and vice versa. We all need each other. You know, just like the body needs different parts so that the body's going to be able to function and be able to move. So the people in the church in Corinth, they were very gifted. Guys, let me tell you this, and and I mean this. This church, Village Church... Is gifted. God has blessed our church with very gifted people, so we have we don't have any excuses. We're just like the church in Corinth. I mean, I, I look around the room. I know some of you. God has gifted you in administration. He's gifted you in the business world. Others of you are gifted in the educational world. Some of you are, are gifted in, in the uh, medical community. We are a very gifted group of people, but we are to be using our gifts in order to bless others, to demonstrate God's love to other people. And if we don't, we don't use our gifts, if we don't have love in the service of our gifts, then they amount to nothing. Paul, again, if you look in verse number one, he said, if I speak human or angelic languages but do not have love, I am a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. What does that mean? Well, back in the first century, whenever you'd go to a pagan temple, they would have a big gong at the entrance to the temple. And so whenever you'd walk in, you'd grab a mallet and you would hit the gong. And you would do that so that you could wake up the gods so that they would have so that they would be able to hear your prayers. Now Paul said, What's foolishness? He said if, if you serve, but you don't have love, he said you're just like a person who's banging on a gong trying to wake up gods that don't exist he said as a as a follower of Jesus, you serve use your gifts in love because you love God and you love other people and you want them to know God and if you don't do that, he says then you don't have any power you now i've shared this with you before, but you know if you if you look at a train a train. Is a really unbelievable piece of equipment. I mean, it, it's tough. It's durable. It can it can go through any kind of terrain. It can climb mountains. It can go through deserts. It can haul a ton of of products and goods over over a thousand miles. But as powerful as it is, if you take that train off of the tracks, that train won't be able to move one inch. It is rendered ineffective. Well, in essence, that's what Paul is saying about us. He's saying you can have all the gifts in the world, but if you're not operating on love, he says, then you will not be effective. So so why is love important, and especially for Christians? Well, because it's the reason for spiritual gifts. We use our spiritual gifts out of love to serve others, to serve God. But love is also important because love is the motivation for the use of our spiritual gifts. Look look in verse number 2. Paul said, if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so that I can move mountains but do not have love, he says, then I am nothing. So I hope you're seeing that love's important here. You can do all these different things, but if you don't have love, he says, then you are nothing. Now, I really believe this. I believe that most people have a desire for their lives to be useful. We, we have a desire for our lives to count and to make a difference. We want our lives to be significant. And one of the best ways that your life will make a difference is this, when you serve other people. Now, my tendency in my nature, just like yours, is to only take care of me. You know, I like it when I'm comfortable. I like it whenever things go my way. Whenever we do things, we go to a restaurant, my first thought is, what do I want? It's not really about other people. And so my nature is very selfish. It's very me-indulgent. But what's interesting to me is when I find the most joy in life is when I serve other people. I find the most joy in life whenever I am able to bless somebody else. Now, the Corinthian church was struggling with this. They were slow learners. They were living for self. Their focus wasn't on serving others. It was serving themselves. I mean, later on in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul talked to the church about taking up an offering for a group of Christians who were living in Jerusalem. And the church got really excited and said, we'll do it. Well, then time passes by, and, and guess what? What had not happened? They hadn't done what they said they were going to do. It looked good for them to say, we will serve but when it came time to serve, they didn't do it. It's very selfish. So Paul had to send somebody to remind them. In 2 Corinthians 8, he said, We had to urge Titus, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you to encourage you to finish your ministry of giving. Paul said, Man, you excel in so many ways. He said, You excel in, in your faith, and your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthu- your enthusiasm, and your love from us. But now I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. Whenever we amount to the most is whenever we serve in love. You know, I love old missionary stories. And there was a man named James Calvert who was called by God to go and be a missionary to, in the Fiji Islands. And there might be some of you saying, well, I could take a call from God like that. Uh, But this was in the 1830s. This is before it became like this popular tourist spot. They had cannibals on Fiji Island. And James Calvert felt specifically called by God to be a missionary to those people. So he got on a ship, had his family with him, and as they were going over there, the captain of the ship found out that he wanted to be a missionary to the islanders of Fiji. Here's what the captain told him. He said, if you do this, He said, you will lose your life and the lives of those with you if you go out amongst such savages. You're going to die. And I thought that Calvert's response was pretty significant. Here's what he said. He said, let me tell you something. We died before we came here. And he ended up being a missionary in Fiji Islands for 18 years. He led the king of Fiji into a relationship with Jesus. Now, he didn't go to that island in order to beat the people up and tell them how horrible they were. He went there out of love because he wanted them to know Jesus. And when they saw his love for them, their hearts opened up to the message of Jesus. Now, why is love important? I can tell you why. It's it's a reason for spiritual gifts. Love is the motivation for the use of our spiritual gifts. And then here's the last thing. Love is the power behind our spiritual gifts. Verse number three says, If I donate all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body to be burned, but do not love, it says I gain nothing. Now, This is an interesting verse again to me because once again it just shows us how important love is. Paul said you can give everything that you've got. He said you can give your life. You can give all the money that you have. You can give it to good causes. But he said, but if the motivation behind what you are doing is not love, he said, then it amounts to nothing. So there's nothing there. He says you gain nothing. That word gain, it means to profit It means to benefit. So in other words, the power behind what we do is love, and what matters is when you serve is what your motivation is. Now, I feel like I'm a fairly practical person. And I I look at that and I say, I don't really care what your motivation is. Just as long as you do something, then it doesn't matter what motivates you to do it if you just get the job done. I mean, does that make sense? That kind of thinking, it makes sense to me. but that's not what Paul said. Paul said, "If your motivation is not right when you were serving and you whenever you were giving, he said, then it amounts to nothing. Now how is that why does that matter so much? And I kind of thought about that for a while, and then I, I, I came up with, I thought, an example that made sense to me. I think of marriage if i If I found out guys and put put yourself in in my shoes, we'll try to be act like this is all us together. If we found out our wives who bore our children, who have lived with us, who have done so many different things for us, if we found out that their motivation for doing all of those things was duty and not love, would that matter to you? Now, yeah, my, my wife, why has your wife been with you for so long? Why have you all been married for 30 years? Well, it's because of duty. I mean, with that, how, how does that strike you? Now, I guess if you're really practical, you'd be like, well, it doesn't really matter. I mean, she's still here. But that's going to bother me. And that's that because I want to think that the reason why she is with me, other than, you know, money and looks, is because because she loves me, right? I mean, does that make sense? i th- now, if it's not love, then I'm thinking, well, man, somebody's, somebody's been tricking me for a long time. And I, and I don't really like that. There is something powerful when the motivation is love. love cha- did you know love changes, people? Love is transformative. There's a guy named Eric Butterworth who had a book called Chicken Soup for the Soul. And it's a long time ago. A lot of you probably have read some of those. And he had a story in there I thought was really interesting. And there was a group of sociologists, a sociologist professor took a group of his students to the slums of Baltimore to do a study on some boys in the elementary school district. The 200 boys, and they had to write a report about what they thought their future was going to be. Every one of them said, they don't stand a chance. 25 years later, they followed up on the study. Of the 200 boys, 20 of them had moved or died. So there's 180. Here's what they found. Out of that 180... 170, I think it was 176 of those boys had gone on to relative success. A lot of them ended up being doctors, lawyers, some of them were in the education field, and it blew them away. Like, how in the world did that happen? So they interviewed the 176 former students, and every one of them had a common denominator. It was one particular teacher. And they said, this teacher was the one who made a difference in our lives. So they went to that teacher. She was an elderly lady at this point. And when they went and met with her, they said, these are the results that we have found. How in the world did that happen? What did you do? Here's what she said. She said, it's real simple. She said, I loved those boys. And guys, let me tell you something. Love matters. Because love is transformative. Now, the way we like to deal with things is we like to deal with the externals of life to change people. I mean, every day you can watch the news and you can see there's a shooting in Chicago, a shooting in Washington, D.C. You can watch live PD and see what's happening in Richland County. And we watch those things and I can tell you what I'm thinking. Man, we need more laws we need more rules now there's nothing wrong with laws and rules but y'all did you know did you know we've had laws and rules for a really long time and they they're helpful but they don't change people you want to see transformation it only comes with love and y'all and i'm not talking about just you know oh yeah i love those people and i'm going to go and be nice to them i'm talking about loving people in the name Of Jesus. That's how lives are transformed. That is why Paul mentions 1 Corinthians 13. He says, you want to serve people and see transformation, then you love people like Jesus loves you. And if we're going to see transformation, Village Church, we need to be the first of all people who will love. So so why why is loving important? Because it is the reason for our spiritual gifts. It is the motivation behind our spiritual gifts. And it is the power behind our spiritual gifts. So, So that sounds good. Well, what do I do? I can tell you what we do at Village Church. This is sort of the method that we've used. We have four different areas. We call it C4 where you can use and serve and use your spiritual gifts in order to be a blessing to others. Now, what's C4? It stands for our campus ministry, our community ministries, our care ministries, and our civic responsibilities. See, we, we want to take seriously the command that we've been given to love. and We want to love in Jesus' name. And so one of the ways that we do that is through our C4 ministry. So how do I find out more about C4? If you walk right out that door on the wall, there's a C4 wall. And we have a table that has brochures in there like this. It says C4. And if you open it up, it has each one of the ministries that we have. And you need to find where am I gifted, where could I plug in. And we have some contacts with some, some different people that you can call, find out different areas where we serve so that we can be a church that is about transformational love. We want to love people like Jesus has loved us. And so as we talk about love, we're not going to be talking about just feelings. We're going to be talking about doing. And doing love in the way that Christ has loved us. He loved us so much, he gave his life up for us so that we might know him. Our duty, our job, is to love people in such a way that they see and find Jesus. Heavenly Father, I am grateful for your word. I am thankful, Jesus, that when you talk about love, you tell us that the greatest of all the gifts that there are, it is love. And so, Lord, I pray that we will be a church that is about loving people. Loving people by telling them the truth. Loving people by serving them. Loving people by telling them about Jesus so that their lives can be transformed. God, I thank you so much that you sent people you know, my way, from my family, who love me like Christ loves us. And they were willing to tell me about a Jesus who gave his life for me that I might be forgiven that I might be able to experience heaven. And so, Heavenly Father, I pray that your hand of blessing will be upon this church. Lord, may we be a people that give a demonstration of what it truly means to love. And I pray these things in Jesus' name.